Good evening, grave robbers. Welcome back to the television graveyard. We remain your TV necromancers, Laura Prince and Noah Woolahan, and we have come back tonight to examine the spirits of past television shows, including ones that should be resurrected, could be resurrected, and which ones should just stay doomed. This is a podcast in which we will analyze the history, the hype, and the aftermath of shows that ran only one season or only one episode. It's good to hear us, isn't it? With me, as always, is TV's Noah Houlihan. Welcome to Season 6 of Stay Doomed, brought to you by L&M Cigarettes. Not really. Um, <laughs> before you cancel us, we're not really sponsored by a brand of cigarettes that I'm almost certain. Oh, does not exist anymore. <laughs> yeah, almost certain has gone the way that, no, they still exist. Oh, do they? Uh, Sponsor us, you cowards. <laughs> oh my god, no. Um, Don't sponsor us, you cowards. No, they uh, they appear to still exist. Uh, based on a quick search, uh, but we are doing. We're in the pic. You're in the picture today. Yeah, we are not in the picture. This is your in the picture. Uh, this stars Jackie Gleason uh, hosting a celebrity panel game show uh, that lasts two whole episodes. Eleanor cigarettes are the third highest selling cigarette internationally. Really? To this day. Interesting. Yeah, for one, we totally thought it was. Dead. Oh, sponsors, you cowards. <sighs> they don't so, need us. They don't need us. No, they don't need us. Before we get into it, we're back. We're back. Uh, we have a few episodes. So this is the first of uh, an episode or two that was recorded during the hiatus before the Screen Actors Guild strike. We, were, we weren't really sure where this fell with yeah. SAG-AFTRA rules, so we did not want to uh, release it because we just didn't want to like run afoul of that. Uh, there's going to be a couple of episodes that fall under this umbrella. Yes. Uh, because the Screen Actors Guild strike is over. That mm-hmm. we're, we're filming this. We're filming, recording. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever you want to say. Uh, we're recording this only a couple days before this episode's going live. This yes. intro. But we, we, we wanted to yeah. kind of. So just so you guys We know. wanted to come back aware of the current situation. Yeah, yeah. Like the intro, I, I would have felt like the intro was very weird if it was clearly like, and we still stand in sag- solidarity with SAG-AFTRA. Yeah, past when, Noah and Laura don't know what's going on today. So we wanted to record a new intro. Yeah, so I wanted to... Let's take you now to past Noah and Laura. So let's jump into it with You're in the Picture. So we've been alluding during some of the Tune Out episodes uh, to a field trip. Yes. Uh, so this was another Paley Center episode. Yes. So the only way that you can see this show is if you go to the Paley Center in New York City. This is not available on YouTube. And I'm saying that now into a microphone, knowing that the last time I said this, it was about uh, Turn On, which then appeared on YouTube. So who knows what this will stir up in the world. But we traveled to New York to watch... Both episodes of You're in the Picture. Yes. What year was this? Uh, this aired in January 1961. 1961. I think this is our second oldest show then. I believe you're right. Because I think Let's Join Joni was 1960. Yes, which I really enjoyed. I did enjoy that. Uh, so this is a very interesting game show. Now, I want to, just for the, the sake of clarity and um, of transparency... 
We went and we weren't allowed to record anything. We didn't record anything while we were there. Because that's the Paley Center. But we went with notebooks that I then lost mine because I'm bad at personing. So we have Laura's notes. So Laura's going to be driving this episode a lot. To be entirely fair, if one of us was going to lose our notes... It was going to be me. (laughs) uh, No, it's better that it was you because I tend to keep the more um, elaborate notes. Yes. So I'm the one you want to make sure has their notes. Mm -hmm. So how does this show open then, Laura? So we are introduced to four competitors. God help me, reading my own handwriting. Um... Let me. T- I'm gonna look up the thing yeah, to see okay, if it to see if it actually gives me the names of the competitors because my handwriting is okay. Yeah, I thought so. Okay. You're in the picture with Jackie's guests, Jan Sterling, Arthur Treacher, Patricia Carroll, and Pat Harrington Jr. So we are introduced to Pat Harrington Jr., Jan Sterling. Arthur Treacher of Fish and Chips fame, yeah. and Pat Carroll, who, uh, to me, and to probably most of you, is going to be best known as the voice of Ursula in The Little Mermaid. Yes. Uh, so, I was excited because I recognized Pat Carroll from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was not as familiar with Jan Sterling. Uh, she's has a quite a filmography but retires in the late 70s for the most part okay Uh, so she's just not somebody i really know super well arthur treacher i mostly know him as owning the or as owning the fish and chips restaurant i i thought that was a joke i didn't realize he actually did own that uh yes his name belongs to that he also has uh, a huge, huge, huge filmography. Yeah. With his last credited role being Ready Player One as a digital avatar known as the Curator. Get out. Wow. And he had been dead for 43 years when he played that role. What range to to do that all as a corpse? And Pat Harrington Jr. Uh, was also a game show host with a... Pretty extensive filmography. Uh, his last roles were in Curb Your Enthusiasm and Hot in Cleveland. Okay, okay. So, these are our four stars. Mm-hmm. This is going to be your standard celebrity game show. Right. And it's four members of a celebrity panel doing what can only be described as the photo ops on like Tourist traps? Tourist traps and like theme parks. Tourist traps. Yeah, where you you stick your head into a hole and then, oh my God, you're the farmer and his wife holding the pitchforks. Yes. In American Gothic. Woo. Uh, and it is, the rules of the game are uh, the celebrities will each have a minute to ask questions about who they are. Yes. And uh, yes or no questions. And after a minute, there's like a noise. And then it moves on to the next person. After so many rounds, they need to have guessed the picture that they're all in. Yes. Now, if they should guess a picture, 
we send 100 care packages in their name. If they should miss a picture, we send 100 care packages in my name. Which I think is a really fun way to do this. Where it's just like, yeah, we're also here for charity. It's just all about getting credit, which is funny to me. Yeah, because that's all they really can. Because uh, it's that, you know, the celebrity game show. Mm-hmm. Uh, something I want to point out before this airs is this is airing at a rough, rough moment. Oh, is it? This is airing against the inauguration of JFK. Ah, who's ever heard of JFK? <laughs> Who famously was the first, like, telegenic president. Yeah. There was a kind of a lot of hoopla about the televised debates because JFK was telegenic. Mm-hmm. And Nixon was not. Nixon, I believe, also, like, refused makeup. Yes, which was a mistake. Yeah, I would say so. And so, like... There is coverage of the inauguration running into the evenings. I believe they're, they usually do televise some of the inaugural ball. Mm-hmm. And so you're running this celebrity game show against the beautiful new president and his beautiful wife ushering in a new age for the U.S. And you're running... Hey, let's go to the local low rent theme park and stick our heads and stuff and guess. Yeah. So, I want to set that up. The first one is bad. The first one, I believe, is John Smith or being saved by Pocahontas. Yes. And they stick their heads in the hole. There is kind of a laugh of like, ah, look, it's look, look what they are. They're they're Pocahontas and John Smith and. Okay, and then that kind of gets a laugh. And then the novelty of it immediately wears off. (laughs) To the point where at one point they mention the inauguration. Did they actually mention? I don't remember that. Yeah, because they are filming this live. Right. And they mention the inauguration. And you're just like, oh, no. Like, it would be like if you made it a point to mention that the Super Bowl was on. Yeah. (laughs) But you were doing something else. Yeah, so they're they're they then play this game, which in truth, all this is is headbands. It's yeah, it's essentially like uh, if you've seen Muppet Christmas Carol, and if you're listening to this, you have. Yeah. Uh, it's yes or no. Yeah. It's the game they're playing with Scrooge. Yeah, but except it's slightly funny because oh my god, a man's head is on. You know, Pocahontas' body. The one thing I will give this show props for is they do not automatically put the... They actually make it a point, seemingly, not to put the women in the sexualized... Yeah, because it's funnier that way. Yeah. And, like, Jackie Gleason, who I love, like, he's doing the best with this. Like... Yes, he's answering in yes or no ways, but he's also being snarky and he's sitting there smoking a cigarette the whole time. Does this outfit uh, indicate my uh, trade? (laughs) Well, if you were in the business of hair cutting, I guess it would, yes. He sure is. (laughs) Gentle watcher, or gentle listener, you're... Man, cigarettes were prevalent. And in the second episode, 
Mm-hmm. Especially. He's literally never not holding a cigarette. Well, the the first episode is uh, heavily sponsored by Kellogg's. Kellogg's? Yes. So it's it's very interesting to remember at this time when something when when a company was sponsoring a TV show, it wasn't just what happened during the ad breaks. The host would take time to say, like, you know, today's episode is made possible by Kellogg's. When I wake up in the morning, nothing makes me happier than lighting a cigarette, having a big stack of coffee, and pouring myself a bowl of Kellogg's uh, cornflakes. It's the cornflakes that really get me going in the morning. It's like, that's not how you feel. <laughs> so uh, Jan Sterling does get it. The first puzzle. Yes, yes. They do successfully get Pocahontas uh, being rescued by John Smith. Jan, uh, I've got to say, Jen Sterling does pretty well mm-hmm. in this. The next one is two people, lo- three people looking at Arthur Treacher wearing the itsy bitsy teeny weeny yellow polka dot bikini. Yes. Which uh, was a big novelty song of the time yeah. period. That she wore for the first time today. At this point, it gets a laugh because the guy is the girl in the itsy bitsy teeny weeny yellow polka dot bikini. But there's an audible difference in the laugh mm-hmm. that's also a realization of is is it just this? Is this show just gonna be this for half an hour? <laughs> There's a couple good, like, moments. Arthur Treacher asks, like, I'm a girl. Oh, you're so lovely, Arthur. <laughs> Am I the girl, kind of a girl you would like to know? <laughs> I have so many notes about everyone pushing Kellogg's. I don't think this was filmed live, now that I'm, like, looking through this. I think this was filmed knowing when it was going to air, though. Okay. Uh, Turnaround used to be considerably shorter. Right, right. uh, Because there was not the amount of post-production that there is now. Well, also, like, in terms of post-production, there's nothing. Like, this is probably live edited, uh, just cutting between things. There are no graphics or anything. No. Like, when they go into the picture and it's like, oh, uh, Pocahontas saving John Smith... It's not like that's a graphic that is superimposed on the screen. It's written on the cardboard cutout they're in. So, like, it's already there. (laughs) So there's not a lot to be done. Uh, The next time they're in a Metropolitan Museum of Art. Yes. uh, The men and Jan Sterling are statues and Pat Carroll is janitor. Yeah. Jan Sterling... Also nails this. She go, she guesses that they're in statues. They they fail the itsy bitsy teeny weeny mm-hmm. yellow pocket, but she guesses that they're statues. And then Jackie Gleason goes, "This dame is psychic." Now this to me shows the game theory of this, because you have three people being works of art, and then you have one guy that is a janitor. So when he asks questions like, you know, "Am I alive?" he gets yes. Am I a powerful person? No. Like, the clues of I'm hinting that you're a janitor do not help you figure out art museum. It's like an an interesting, like, trap in it. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking because another game that this is not as good as is the game Spyfall. 
Okay. Which you're familiar with Spyfall. Yes. It is a group of people, uh, you play on your phones, and uh, a group of people are all assigned a role in a place. Mm Mm-hmm. But one person is the spy and doesn't know where they are. Yes. If you can figure out who the spy is, everybody wins. But if the spy can find out the location that they're in, because they don't know that, they're just trying to blend in, the spy wins. And when you get a location like uh, a subway train, Mm -hmm. like you have roles like passenger, conductor, and like street performer. Yeah. That give all very different answers to like, why are you there? Just to make some money, bro. Yeah. So like it it causes confusion for the spy. I see kind of weaved into this smart ideas of gameplay but the game just isn't this funny it's not that great to watch it's it's probably fun to play but because i did find i i found some uh some stuff on this Mm -hmm. uh pat carroll did an interview where she talks about being in this and they had rehearsals Mm -hmm. Uh, and apparently johnny carson was supposed to be on this Oh, that would have been great. Yeah, he took a look around and peaced out. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, Pat Carroll is quoted as saying, I thought it was a very strange show, but I thought, they know what they're doing. Jackie Gleason has always known what he's doing. Yeah, like, this is the thing I really want to try to get across to our listeners. This show is god-awful. It's really dumb, and, like, the people on there are doing their best with what it is. But it's really dumb. Jackie Gleason is one of the biggest celebrities on the planet at the time. Like, I'm t- who would you compare Jackie Gleason to today? Like, he is the, one of the biggest names in comedy right now. It would kind of be like if... Um, oh, what's his name? If... Steve Carell left the office to do a game show. Yeah. (laughs) And a bad one at that. (laughs) You know, like he's leaving to do a game show version of I Spy. That's, That's where we are in time. Like that's the best analogy I can come up with. And it's bad. Uh, do you have anything else to really add to this episode? I know that there's a few other pictures they do. I just have notes of uh, the female performers are definitely more capable than the men. Yes. I have a note of, is Arthur Treacher okay? Um, he might have eaten at one of his restaurants. Heyo! Uh, oh, tiny variety pack Kellogg's. Oh, and at the end, there's a really good advert for Twilight Zone where you see Rod Serling, and I was really excited about that. Oh, yeah, yes. We did get to see this with full ads and stuff like that as it ran on television, which was cool. It's very funny with how they run. Um, they promote and have all of the commercials intact at the Paley Center. Mm-hmm. It's so fun because you kind of get to see... Uh, it was an interesting part of Turn On yeah. when we watched it up there. And a necessary break from the madness that was Turn On. Yes. Oh. So, on top of that, there were there were playing cards once. They were like runners on a track at some point, something like that. 
nothing too like spectacularly funny. And on top of that, other than like Pocahontas and Itsy Bitsy Teeny Weeny Yellow Do- Polka Dot Bikini, they're all just stuff after that. Like it stops being historical events and it stops being songs. Yeah. It's just like like weird thing like yeah, like a high school dance. Like uh, that's not a specific moment in history, but it's an it's an event. <laughs> like it would have been much more if, uh interesting if the the cutouts had all been like fantastical or funnier or sillier or more embarrassing just something instead of just like the most plain thing you could think of it it was super boring so let's get into the second episode here which i'm gonna say is if you're a fan of this show is one of the most important episodes of television to ever air oh my i so so great yes and uh, we did look into it it is available on youtube only the second episode the first episode is not which is fair. This uh. is a fascinating look into the world of show business in the 1960s. So, in short... It's a bare stage. It is a bare stage. With one chair. And Jackie Gleason is going to come out and just apologize for the show. <laughs> my friend don't say Hamilton vibes. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> the bare stage like the Hamilton set. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, he has a coffee and a cigarette through the entire half yeah. hour. And when I say that, I mean He has like, a coffee and several cigarettes. <laughs> no, what, what, that's what I was about to say. Is I mean, he is never without a cigarette. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he mentions immediately that there's no panel. Yeah, there's no panel. But there is a premise. And the premise is this. Last week we did a show called You're in the Picture. That laid... Without a doubt, the biggest bomb. And he's going to explain how such a thing could occur. And the whole time he keeps taking sips of coffee, and the audience cracks up every time he has coffee. Well, at one point, he literally says, my new favorite coffee, chock full of booze. Chock full of booze. Instead of chock full of nuts. But it's very clear that the audience is well aware of how much alcohol is in that before we, the viewing audience, do. Uh, this actually caused Kellogg to point out to pull out as a sponsor. Oh, really? Yes, they did not appreciate the implication. That... He was... That he was drinking? Getting drunk, yes. Oh, wow. Wow. Did they not see the first episode? <laughs> he does not imply nearly as much that he is drinking in the first episode. Yeah, but it was still a terrible show. <laughs> right. But still Jackie Gleason. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe the first episode's weird. How many shows have we watched where the first episode was weird? Yeah. Uh, so he does an L&M cigarettes promo. Uh, and I have here, because it was the 60s. Yes. Yes. And he talks about how this show had a lot of very talented people involved. Yeah. And talks about, like, kind of puts over the panel a little bit. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Because he he does not blame the other four performers for what has happened here. Uh, 
He also mentions uh, that he could have not done this. Now, I, I didn't have to be here. I could have been somewhere having a nice cruise on a Portuguese ship or something. That's alluding to a, an incident. Yes, because Noah did some research. Noah did, Noah did, Noah did some research. And in on January 22nd, 1961... The day after the first episode aired. day after the first episode aired, the Santa Maria was hijacked. Yes. So it was a Portuguese ship that was making news because it got taken over. Uh, and someone would have looked at Jackie Gleason and said, look at me, I'm the captain now. So yes, uh, that's what that is referencing. Just... When he said that, and it got such a big reaction, I was like, I need to look that up. So he's alluding to he should have been on a hijacked cruise ship instead yeah. of doing this show. Instead of doing this show. And then he talks about uh, how great they thought this idea was. Yes. And how, kind of like does the black box stay doomed edition of like how great this show seemed on paper. Yes. Yeah, so basically him and his agents that he talks about are basically pitched to this show. Yeah. And they brought out a board and they're all sticking their head through it and they thought it was the funniest thing in the world. Yes. They were laughing at it. They were pulling like people in from like the hallways, like secretaries and stuff. Like, come on in, look at this thing we got. It's so funny. What this says to me is that they were very drunk. Like, it's very easy to think something is great when you're not in the proper mindset. And also, you're surrounded by your friends and you're not on television. So you can make jokes that you wouldn't make on television. Yes. So... Yeah, they were probably... Admittedly, they were probably funnier in that office because you could say off-color things and... And and you're with your friends. Like, you have the ability to make... Inside jokes and things like that. Yes. Yeah. So this is the equivalent of when you're at a party and you're telling a story and halfway through telling the story, you realize the story's bad. Oh, flopping in the group chat. <laughs> yeah. That That is what this show boils down to. Uh, so he explains, they bring out, this is one of my favorite parts, is when they bring out a board. Yes. And they bring out the Pocahontas board again. Yes. Which I thought was interesting because I was like, oh, they didn't even make new boards. They were never going to make another episode. Uh, based on the Pat Carroll interview, it's implied to not that they were going to film a second one. And instead it, they did this. It just got, but never got to the point where they made props for it. They may have. They may have wanted to show one intentionally that had been shown already. Eh, maybe. There's a great bit, though, where the stage ma- yes. the stage hands have their back to the crowd. Mm-hmm. And he says it like, these are good, honorable men. Yeah, they want pl- uh, plausible deniability that they don't, <laughs> that they're not involved with this show. Which is deeply funny. Uh, he mentions, like, they have wives and children. Yeah. <laughs> God forbid. And then talks about how they didn't even walk out humming the scenery. Yes. Have you heard that phrase? No. It's a musical theater phrase. Mm -hmm. Really, in a good musical, the audience probably should leave with a song that sticks with them. Yeah. Uh, That's why the finale is often like a reprise Mm -hmm. of another song. To get it stuck in their head. Yes. 
And sometimes you'll have a show where that doesn't really happen, but it's such a spectacle that someone will say, oh, they went away humming the set. Mm-hmm. In this, they weren't even doing... And that's not supposed to be a good review. Yeah. In this, they're not even doing that. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's also talking about how different dictatorships have asked for copies. Yeah, to use it for torture methods. Yes. Yeah. This shows to me just how much of a master Jackie Gleason is. Because basically... The show was so bad that he was like, I'm going to inter- improvise, you know, 22 minutes. Or it's it's probably a full 30. Yeah, it's uh, 20. Minus yeah, it was the, like 28 with ads. Yeah. Uh, a new set of stand-up. Yeah. And like, this is so highly entertaining. And that, like, some of the, the jokes in it are so strong. Yeah. Uh, I'm a big fan of uh, when you're off the air, the guy usually takes one finger and puts it across their neck. For our show, he used a real knife. Oh, what a great joke. Because he tries to figure out who's to blame. Yes. And uh, he won't blame the producers, director, or writers mm-hmm. because he's one of the producers. He helped with the writing. Yeah. So he's, he's listed as a composer on Wikipedia. <laughs> Um, he, he allegedly made some of the arrangements, Mm -hmm. the, like, um, the arrangements that the band played. Mm -hmm. Uh, I can't find a source for this that's not Wikipedia, so I'm not going to say that officially, but what are you going to do? Uh, and yeah, uh, he... He's blaming the guy who says you're on the air. Yeah, because if it wasn't for him, no one would have seen it. Uh, so funny. Jackie Gleason is so quick and he's just alone, just handling business. Yes. Uh, and seamlessly working in L&M cigarettes. You know, when I have my cigarette, it's all about the flavor (laughs) and the great taste mm, of delicious cigarettes. For some reason, I find it very funny to hear this. Yeah, I mean, and then we watched like an entire promo f- about like a contest L&M Cigarettes is going to oh, do. Oh yeah, they're giving away $169,000. Nice. Uh, and I get upset because they give away a house that's valued at $20,000. To be inf- And I'm infuriated. <laughs> to be wholly fair, that's a lot of money even for like then. Yeah. Yeah, like I'm I'm pulling up my my good old fashioned inflation calculator. Yeah. That's a 200 Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, tell me that information you just researched. In today's dollars, a $20,000 vacation home should cost $205,000. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you're you you win this one. Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. <laughs> I really didn't realize how cuz like any kind of vacation home is seven figures now. Yeah, for real. What? So, the show uh continues on. Is there anything I'm trying to think if there's any other like major moments that he brought up uh before he's just like we'll be back next week with Oh, there's something. Lot. He talks about how uh he talks a lot, actually. There's, yeah. There's a lot still here. 
Um, he talks about how after the show, no one really uh, praises him. So I walked up to one of the stagehands and I said, uh, Charlie, how'd you like the show? <laughs> he said, boy, you look thin on a monitor. <laughs> this is it, folks, when they say that. Another guy said uh, to me, he said, you know, the curtain didn't stick once like it did this afternoon. <laughs> oh, yes, all the compliments he gets are things like the commercials were great. We ended right on time. Yeah, like, the one person said the commercials weren't long enough. Yeah. So, uh, so he talks about how he's pretty much, by don't say, damned with faint praise. Yes. And then he starts telling, uh, oh, he talks about how there was a sponsor who was really interested. Uh, Brand X. Yes, I didn't get that joke. Well, in commercials of the time period, they were always comparing whatever they were selling to Brand X. Oh, okay. So Brand X implying to be the inferior product to whatever was being hawked. Okay, that's funny. Uh, then they, they all go to the bar and they drink and don't eat. <laughs> I got a double roasted scotch. And um, my friend got a boiled vodka. Got a boiled vodka. <laughs> so yeah, they knew that they had laid an egg uh, quickly by the end of the show. And Gleason went to his hotel room and... Oh, he has a great line here. It's a restaurant you'd eat at, but we didn't. But we didn't, yeah. And talks about how the hotel had nets under Gleason's windows. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then he talks about his faith, like a f- flop. He was part his first flop. Yes. And he talks about being at this, uh, you know, this very prestigious club. Jack Warner from Warner Brothers Pictures sees promising Gleason and offers him $85 a week. And he comes with what money he has. He has some pocket money to get him there. Mm -hmm. And then he goes out drinking with Red Skelton and Danny Thomas and gambles away all the money. Yeah. And buys himself a box of Baby Ruths to survive. Yeah, that's all he could afford was a box of Baby Ruths. So he tells this very, like, I'm not doing it justice. Mm Mm-hmm. I would recommend watching this part because yeah. he's a master storyteller and a master comedian. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. It's a very, very funny. Yeah, as a, stand- a stand-up comedian, he just nails the timing, the facial expressions, the pauses. He is a master at the craft. And that's really the end. At one point, he asks for more coffee, and yes. the audience kind of giggles because they know. You know, they know what coffee means. Mm-hmm. And he does end the show by saying, we will be back next week with something. It won't be this, but something. Uh, it does turn out to be the Jackie Gleason show yeah. that he returns with. Uh, because that's how he fu- he fulfills his contract. Yes. Cause, so it's interesting in that, like... They're not going to cancel the show. Yeah. <laughs> because they have Jackie Gleason. They're like, you need to do something and it needs to be better than what you just did. Which is not hard. Yeah, which is not hard, but also like, you still have to come up with what the thing is. So yeah, he, I mean, he figures it out. He does the show and then the show does end up being something that he does. Yeah. For a, quite a while. Yeah. It turns out that's what he's good at. 
is talking to celebrities and not weird game shows. So, yeah, that is You're in the Picture. So, uh, I, I guess it's verdict time already? Uh, yeah. So, uh, I would, I'm going to go out. This is going to be controversial. This is a Stay Doomed. Yes, it is considered to be one of the biggest uh, TV mistakes of all time. Yeah, it's bad. It's not like... When you provide a game show, it should be a thing that you can't do yourself. And, like, it's literally headbands. Yes. And I think they do play headbands on TV right now. I think it's part of, like, Ellen's... House of House Games, of games. Which but is a less not... good Richard's House of Games, Richard Osmond's House of Games. But the important thing is, it's not the only game. Yes. The fact that every round is identical really hurts this show. Like, the idea of doing this as a segment of a bigger show isn't the worst idea. Uh, but to do it again and again and again and again, like, it's just not there. Your thoughts? Uh, I just, it's boring, and I think, I, I think it's one of those things of that kind of simplistic premise is very difficult to do uh, while staying in 1960s TV parameters. Yeah. Like, I think an After Dark live version of this would probably be really funny, mm-hmm. where you wouldn't have to be so studiously self-censoring the way you would have to be in the 1960s to mm-hmm. air on network television. Right. Uh, but this is a hard stay doomed. That being said, the second episode is a fascinating half an hour of television. It really is. It I'm... is one man in a chair smoking cigarettes and drinking coffee, and you're interested the whole time. Yeah, and it's captivating. It's very, very well done. And I would watch Jackie Gleason do that every week. That episode, stay tuned. So, yeah, that's uh, that's you're in the picture. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us for your in the picture. Uh, what are we watching next week? Uh, next week, we are watching Australia's naughtiest home videos. We're still trying to play by the rules of the SAG after strike. Yes. Uh, we just wanted to get you in the picture in the can, so to speak. We're not really sure where this stands. It's a game show, so I think it's fine. Okay. Yeah. Because um, we're, you know, we're hoping that by the time the hiatus is over, the SAG after strike will be over. Uh, but we didn't really want to bet on it. Yeah. Because I'm seeing not. things that say it could be into the new year. Yeah. Which so. Uh, so we're heading down under. Yes, this was a 1992 TV special in Australia that uh, claims to be the only show canceled in the middle of its first episode, though we know that to not quite be true. Yes, uh, that that belongs to Turn On. And it's funny, uh, Jackie Gleason actually says during You're in the Picture's second episode, I was in a play so bad it was canceled during intermission. Well, that's true about our next show. Yep. So this was a show that was canceled while it was airing and ripped off the air. So it should be an interesting one. So be sure to join us next time for Australia's Naughtiest Home Videos. If you want to be a super cool patron, join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash plus two comedy. Hopefully by the time that this episode comes out, I will have adjusted the tiers. But bubble will see. All right. Where can people find us? You can email us at the Stay Doomed Show at gmail.com or on Facebook and Twitter at Stay Doomed. And if you want to talk to me about the weird picture I've stuck my head into, I'm at Plus Two Comedy on Twitter. If you love hearing showbiz greats talk about their greatest failures for half an hour straight, 
I'm at Priorities. Until next time, stay doomed.